everyone, welcome to another edition of the In-Ring Reality Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Razman's Reality, here with a special Easter Sunday edition, as this past Saturday being yesterday, I was unable to get the show out to your subscription feeds, but I don't take a week off unless something major has gone down, so I'm here today to talk to all of you, and of course, this was the week of the WWE Superstar Shakeup this past week. And can I just say before we get into things how much I hate the name Superstar Shakeup? I mean, why not just call it a draft? We all know it's a draft. It's a draft. That's what it needs to go back to being called. The name Superstar Shakeup is ridiculous and dumb, but I digress. So let's go over every move that happened in the Superstar Shakeup, where I think it's going to lead for each one of the men and women involved. And then we'll go over a tiny bit of news, and then there was no mailbag questions this week. I suppose all of you just missed last week's show, or maybe you just didn't have anything new to add because all of your questions would have been about the Super. Star Shake Up anyway, and you knew I'd be covering that, but always remember that you can leave me mail back questions by hitting up the email address at inringrealitypodcast at gmail.com, following me on Twitter at inringrealpod, or shooting me a message on Instagram at inringrealitypodcast if you want to get your questions answered here on the show. With that being said, as I said, you're on this, what I hope is a happy Easter Sunday for each and every one of you who celebrate the holiday today. Let's break down the 2019 WWE Superstar Shakeup beginning with the new faces of Monday Night Raw. Cedric Alexander will be making the move from 205 Live to Monday Night Raw. I love this move. I think that Cedric Alexander has always been one of the best workers in the world. And let's be real. Nobody watches 205 Live. I covered 205 Live once on this show because I was at a 205 Live taping following the March 12th, 2019 edition of WWE SmackDown, but nobody left me any feedback on 205 Live. 205 Live just does not work as a concept. So whenever you've got a great talent over there, it's always good to see them come up to a show where they're actually going to be seen. And that's the case for both Cedric Alexander on Raw and another former 205 Live superstar who made the jump to SmackDown. More on that later, but I'm very, very happy for Cedric Alexander. I hope that great things happen. I hope he can get what is most likely going to be a United States Championship push. Be solidly in that mid-card scene on Raw. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Since I already mentioned it and it ties in to where I hopefully want to see Cedric Alexander, let's talk about a name which is not officially on this list, but is widely expected to have jumped to a new brand in Monday Night Raw, and that of course is the United States Champion Samoa Joe. Joe reportedly was going to be on Raw this past Monday, but was sicker than a dog with the flu to the point of not being able to function according to backstage sources. So of course he did not appear. 
But with the move of Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor to SmackDown, again, more on that later when I get into the SmackDown picks for the Superstar Shakeup, it does appear to be a foregone conclusion. So, Samoa Joe to Raw, I don't know. I mean, Samoa Joe just seems to be a guy that they just cannot find the right thing to do with. I hoped that giving him the U.S. title would be that thing, that we would finally see him dominate like he did in NXT, but he, going back to Raw after being on SmackDown for a very, very short amount of time. So I don't know how this is going to turn out. We'll just have to wait and see where this goes. In a move that broke up the team of Sanity and one of the more modern day WWE tragedies, Sanity had so much potential. They were so good in NXT, but WWE just didn't see anything in them as a faction on the main roster, apparently. But yes, Eric Young, the former Sanity leader, has gone to Monday Night Raw and in a yet-to-be-seen episode of NXT UK during a taping recently, Alexander Wolfe made the jump to the brand newish NXT UK brand, so it looks like he is going to be staple down there. So yes, Sanity is officially broken up. It's very, very sad. Unfortunately, Eric Young is a tremendous talent, but I just don't see him doing anything on Raw. I think he will be swept under the rug, job out, and might be gone within the year. And that's just a really, really sad thing to say. Lacey Evans, of course, made it official that she's now part of the Monday Night Raw brand, cementing that she wants the Raw Women's Championship in her program that's covered the past three weeks now with the Champ Champ, the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky T. Belts. The man, Becky Lynch. I like this move simply because it's something different. Lacey is something different. Lacey is very vicious on Twitter. Lacey can keep up with Becky Lynch and everything Becky Lynch is known to do on Twitter that makes her such a vicious character that everyone loves to see. However, as we saw from the match on Raw, Lacey's rendering skill Definitely needs some work still. So we'll have to hope that this view doesn't fall flat on their face. Is there other superstars who deserve this spot before Lacey Evans? Sure, of course. But we all want something different other than Becky and Charlotte. We all want something different other than those two facing off. So I'm all for Lacey Evans right now just to see where it goes. However, I will not be surprised if it doesn't end up well and become a very short program indeed. EC3 also cemented himself on Monday Night Raw. I forget which of the other podcasts I heard this on this week. I listened to several other wrestling programs to get opinions from my fellow wrestling fans and esteemed personalities that I admire out there, but I have to agree with what was said on another podcast this week. Is this really a move with EC3? Because I don't recall EC3 even being a part of SmackDown, except maybe one or two throwaway segments during that whole period of the NXT call-ups that were called up 
prior to the Superstar Shake-Up could move back and forth between brands. So instead, it just kind of feels like EC3 might have a permanent home and might be utilized more. And I certainly hope that's the case. But he got absolutely destroyed by Braun Strowman this week in what was a replacement role believed to be, anyway, for Samoa Joe. Because Joe, as I mentioned earlier, could not appear. So it's not looking good for EC3 right now. Hopefully that will change. Naomi is a person who I really like as a talent. She's extremely talented from bell to bell in between the ropes. But I'm not a fan of the Feel the Glow gimmick. I never have been a big fan of the Feel the Glow gimmick. And her going to Raw simply feels like she's on Raw because her husband and her brother-in-law are on Raw because the Usos are on Raw. Now this is a move that I'm very, very excited about. The Usos literally did everything they could possibly do over the past several years as a part of the SmackDown brand. I think this is a move that needed to happen, and I think it won't be too long, probably before they take those titles off of Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. And who will they face? Well, we got another debuting tag team and a cemented tag team. So the Raw Tag Team Division actually looks pretty strong because some new faces joined Ryder and Hawkins and the Revival. Well, new faces technically because the other two guys that just sort of submitted themselves on Raw despite appearing on both shows. Now they did for a time feel like more of a SmackDown act. So it is a little bit different, but yes, Ricochet and Aleister Black, who unfortunately are still a tag team, they should be a singles pair, separate singles wrestlers, rather, sorry, instead of a pair, but it is what it is right now, they're a tag team and they're on Money Night Raw, so I expect them to be in that title mix, along with Eric and Ivar, and now you might be saying to yourself, Raz, who in the bloody heck is Eric and Ivar? Well, you might know them better as Roe and Hanson. That's right, the former War Raiders are now Eric and Ivar, the Viking experience. And no, I did not stutter on that one. I said it, the Viking experience. Now, the problem with this isn't the fact that the Viking experience is necessarily a bad name. It actually fits their personas quite well. And we could see something involving Sarah Logan as the riot squad was broken up this week with Liv Morgan moving to SmackDown Live. More on that later. But Liv Morgan could actually join her real-life husband, and be part of the Viking experience, and this thing could turn into a stable. And if that's the plan, then good, fine. I'll give it a chance. But the problem that I have with the whole Viking experience thing, which I think is the problem that many of you that are listening to this show have, and all of the feedback that I saw on social media about the name, is that Vince treats it like no one watches NXT. It's like Vince forgets that NXT is even owned by WWE as a brand 
within his company. And for him to treat the wrestling audience like they're that stupid is just an insult. Especially with this past Wednesday featuring a segment between the War Raiders and the Street Profits. So there's still the War Raiders in NXT. They came out and wore War Raiders t-shirts and had to be dubbed over by Nigel McGuinness calling themselves the Viking Experience. So I hate this move for the guys. It's one of the dumbest names that we've heard in recent memory. But the thing is, Hanson and Roe, or Eric and Ivar now, I guess as we're forced to call them, are extremely good talents. And I'm of the belief and always have been as a 30 plus year fan of this sport that great talent will get over a bad name. And I have to agree with McFoley on Twitter in that sentiment. And I believe Road Dog said the same thing as well. That it shouldn't be about the name. It should be about the talent within the ring. So good luck to the now Eric and Ivar. And hopefully this doesn't turn into a huge disaster. One I'm very, very excited about as, as a packaged act. We got the Raw debut of Andrade with his manager, Selena Vega. Vega went back to the no-nonsense business manager. These two have such great chemistry as an act. Andrade was someone who was not used well at all on SmackDown. They just did not seem to know what to do with him, which is bizarre because I do believe SmackDown fits him better. However, I'm excited about him being on Raw because hopefully he will be a major player. And he was the final match for Finn Balor on Raw in which he actually picked up a victory over the WWE Intercontinental Champion. So I'm hoping for big things for Andrade. We'll have to wait and see if that does indeed work out. A guy that Andrade did have a semi-rivalry with over the last few months, and Rey Mysterio also moved to Raw. This one felt more like, hey, we can move anybody we want. Let's move Rey to Raw. More than Rey needing to move to Raw. I'm not sure what he can do differently on Raw than he does on SmackDown, but Rey is Rey, and he's one of the greatest talents of all time. So we'll just have to wait and see what the plan is here on this one. And in the two biggest moves for Money Night Raw, the Superstar Shake-Up this year kicked off at the 8 o'clock hour with The Miz attacking Shane McMahon, who was there as a McMahon, there as a present authority figure. So it looks like this feud is going to continue, but on a different brand on Money Night Raw. Hopefully that will infuse some life into it and hopefully it continues to go on and it actually becomes a very good entertaining thing to continue to see. The more interesting thing about this move for me about The Miz going to Monday Night Raw is that The Miz is the only superstar since the brand split of 2016 since this brand split started calling the draft by the stupid name of the Superstar Shakeup that has been drafted from one brand or the other every single 
ear. So it does make you think, is there actually truth to that theory that many fans have on Twitter, which is the Miz theory? The Miz moves every superstar shakeup slash draft because wherever the Miz goes, that brand will end up being the more enjoyable show of the year. Or is it simply the case of the Miz just does great on whatever brand he's on, then the other brand takes a look at the Miz having a great year, particularly 2018. 2018 was a phenomenal year for the Miz. So did Raw look at that and say, yeah, it's our turn to have some of that? I'm not quite sure what the reasoning is here, but the Miz is gold no matter what he does. So the Miz is now once again a part of Monday Night Raw. And in Raw's biggest move, one that was anticipated by many, it is, speaking of phenomenal, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles is now part of the Monday Night Raw brand. This is the one I'm most excited about, not just because it's AJ Styles and AJ Styles carries with him his name value, because AJ literally has been a SmackDown guy since he came into WWE at the Royal Rumble match a few years ago. He literally has done everything he can do as part of the blue brand, so I do think that this was the right move for AJ Styles. I expect him to be immediately in the Universal Championship picture with champion Seth Rollins. Moving on to SmackDown and who made the move and is now a part of the blue brand. Tucker and Otis Heavy Machinery have officially declared themselves as part of SmackDown. I like this move. I think that Heavy Machinery is great. They're the greatest comedy tag team that we've had in years in WWE. But the problem is with that is they are a comedy act and comedy acts aren't really ever giving a push with championship belts. They're simply there to make other talent look good and will be quickly forgotten if history repeats itself. So I certainly hope that is not the case for heavy machinery because they definitely deserve better. Mickey James. This one feels very flat. They haven't done anything with Mickey in months since the stuff that she was doing with Alexa Bliss before Alexa Bliss's injury and Alexa only being a part-time worker now. This just feels like, oh, Mickey James is here. Let's have her move just for the sake of moving. Will they actually do something with Mickey now? I certainly hope so. We'll have to wait and see what goes down with that one. Apollo Crews. Again, this is a move that feels like a move for the sake of a move. And I'm not a big fan of it. He's had so many start and stop and start and stop and start and stop pushes has one Apollo Crews that it's hard to be invested in anything he does. Hopefully this will change, however, and he will actually do something really good on SmackDown going forward. Maybe being in that IC title picture with another new draft pick that we'll talk about more here in a minute. Chad Gable, another guy 
who's a tremendous singles wrestler. I do like him being broken away from the tag team scene with Bobby Roode. I thought he was extremely wasted as a tag team wrestler. Ever since Jason Jordan was unable to return to the ring, he just felt very out of place as a tag team wrestler. Hopefully he gets a good, solid run. Maybe even as a dark horse, money in the bank, high participant this year. I love everything about Chad Gable, and I'm hoping that this results in great, great things. We've already talked about the Riot Squad being split up and Liv Morgan now being a part of SmackDown Live. Liv is by far the least over of any of the three. She really feels like an afterthought. Can they repackage her and make her something good? We'll have to wait and see what goes down, but Liv Morgan is now part of the blue brand. Buddy Murphy, of course, I teased him earlier. He is the other member of 205 Live to officially have made a jump and now be part of your WWE main roster scene as a part of SmackDown Live. Buddy Murphy is a tremendous talent. He is way too good to be lost on 205 Live. I expect him to be a major player. I wouldn't be surprised to see him either be entered in the Money in the Bank match or see him be an immediate challenger to Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor on SmackDown Live. That's how good Buddy Murphy is. I'm so, so excited for Buddy Murphy. And I hope, hope, hope that they don't waste his potential. Lord Sullivan cements himself as a part of SmackDown Live. I think it was the right move by WWE because you can't have Braun Strowman and Lars Sullivan on the same draft. They're pretty much the exact same gimmick. Big guy who runs rough shot and gets barely worked over in matches. However, I would have preferred to have seen Braun Strowman be the one to move and see Lars Sullivan remain on Raw because I think what we last saw him do on Raw this week, which is attack Rey Mysterio, would have been a far, far better feud first-wise for Lars Sullivan than whatever they might have planned. We'll have to wait and see what actually goes down, though, with Lars. He does have a ton of potential. Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, and Bailey, The SmackDown women's division just shot up overnight and I'm excited about all three of these ladies. Bailey needs to reestablish herself as a singles performer. She needs to go back to doing what made her great as an NXT superstar. Hopefully that will happen, especially with the problems with Sasha Banks and her frustration with WWE that we covered during last week's show. It doesn't appear as though she'll be around anytime soon now, so this is the right move for Bailey, and I think Bailey is going to be a major player on SmackDown as long as they don't screw it up going forward. Ember Moon is another one I'm very, very excited about. Was a tremendous talent in NXT, really floated around for a year with no direction on Raw. This already in the segment with the champ champ, the man, Becky Two Belts, Becky Lynch on SmackDown Live felt like a reset 
soft reset of it for Moon and her taking herself seriously as a competitor and not being so glad handily. So I hope that is indeed the case. And Kyrie Sane in a move that everyone kind of expected to happen. But the surprise was that she is a part of the tag team that Paige is now managing. But she's not one half of the Sky Pirates. Io Shirai did not move up to SmackDown Live with Kyrie Sane. Instead, Kyrie Sane's new partner is the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Now, I like this idea because Asuka is not in the championship picture right now. Clearly, they're not going to put Kyrie Sane in a championship picture right now. Paige needs something to do. So her cutting an effective promo and being a good mouthpiece for two ladies who primarily speak a foreign language to the English-speaking audience first and just allowing them to get over and do their own thing as in-ring talent, I think, is a very good move. I would have liked to have seen the Sky Pirates and Kairi Sane and Ingo Shirai stay together, but I guess they feel that Io has more to do and NXT possibly be the one to take it from Shayna Baszler. So if that by it, of course, I mean the NXT Women's Championship. So if that's the case, I definitely am not begrudging them of that. I'm actually really excited for Kyrie Sane and Asuka's tag team. I think it has great potential. We'll see where it goes. Elias, Elias is Elias is Elias. They don't really do anything with him other than let him cut the Elias segments. Maybe that will change. Maybe this will be a soft reboot for his character. But right now, whatever brand he's on, I can't get excited about because after I go walk with Elias, there's just nothing to the guy really. So I'll have to wait and see how this one turns out. Intercontinental Champion. Finn Balor, as we had to talk about a couple times already, due to the natural flow of discussion, is now, of course, a part of SmackDown Live. I love this move. This is my favorite move of any of the superstar shakeup moves. Finn has always fitted the SmackDown lifestyle and the way that SmackDown does things a lot better. Maybe he can drop that Intercontinental title very, very quickly to Andrade or someone else and shoot up to the WWE Championship picture with Kofi Kingston because he definitely is that good of a talent and definitely deserves to have that be the case. But yes, the Demon King, Finn Balor, now a part of SmackDown Live. And finally, in what WWE was teasing as the biggest acquisition in SmackDown Live history, Again, just being a little overly dramatic, but it was cool to hear Donna, 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 and see Roman Reigns standing on top of a Tuesday, soon to be Friday night, blue SmackDown arena, coming out and punching Elias, punching Vince McMahon, and saying, I don't care what. Vince has to say, this is my yard now. WWE is even teasing a possible firing segment for Roman Reigns on Tuesday SmackDown 
because of the Superman punch leading to Vince McMahon. Always nice to see interesting twists, but this is another typical wrestling storyline. We all know that no one gets fired, especially if they're already allowed to be on TV. But I'm willing to give it a shot and see where it goes. So overall, having talked about this list out loud and looked at this list, SmackDown got a guy in Roman Reigns who has literally done everything he can do on the Monday Night Raw van. And conversely, Monday Night Raw got a guy in the phenomenal AJ Styles who literally has done everything anybody can do on the SmackDown brand. So those are my two favorite moves. But the women, the SmackDown women, Bailey, Ember Moon, and Kyrie Sane have me so, so excited. And I think those picks may be the picks that steal the show this year. Because the women, let's face it, they are on straight fire. But yes, that is my thoughts on all the moves this year. I think SmackDown came ahead in talent. Whether or not that translates to booking is yet to remain to be seen. As I say, there isn't much news that has went down other than the news that came from the Superstar Shakeup. But I do have to give another shout out to the girl on my podcast artwork, my favorite, my hero, my idol, the man, Becky Lynch, Becky Two Belts, the double champ, the champ champ, the women's champion, Becky Lynch, because she was in St. Louis for the Raw event on Friday night, drove six hours to be a part of the SmackDown live event last night on Saturday in Wisconsin and put on a great match against Charlotte on SmackDown House Show. So Becky Lynch now needs to add Iron Woman to all of her well-earned nicknames and monikers because she definitely is behaving like one to be able to do something like that. Dustin Rhodes, the former Gold Dust will officially be facing his brother Cody. So that rumor, that thing about was Goldust lying to that fan who wrote into the Wrestle Talk podcast a couple of weeks ago, it ends up that it is the case and it was at work and we are going to get the big time one-on-one match between these two at AEW Double or Nothing. I loved the promo from Dustin Reynolds. I like the story they're telling of Cody not being appreciative of Dustin and the age group really pulling them apart. I thought it was great promo work by Dustin in this video. I thought Cody's just facial expressions that they cut to of him being absolutely silent the whole time I thought was brilliantly done. So I'm really, really excited to see Dustin Rhodes versus Cody at AEW Double or Nothing. CM Punk. Yes, that CM Punk made his wrestling return in a way at an indie show this weekend. He attacked Silas Young with a GTS under a mask. This was one of the buildings in which Punk made his wrestling debut in and frequented the early part of his career. So I do believe that that's all this was and CM Punk is not returning to WWE or the business as a whole, 
but never say never. And that's it, folks. As I say, really short week this week without questions to dive into. So make sure that you leave those for me as part of the mailbag. Again, the three places to do so on Instagram at Podcast, on Twitter at InRingRealPod, at InRingRealityPodcast at gmail.com. If you're so inclined to do so and can financially do so, you can find your way to sponsor this program directly through our host, Anchor.fm. That link along with the links to all of the social media that I just mentioned, ways to be in contact with the show are below in each and every description. Please, if you haven't already done so, do consider hitting that subscribe button so that you never miss a reality-changing episode of In-Ring Reality. And also, please, Consider, even if you don't use them as your preferred podcast listening platforms, to leave us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as that really does help the algorithm and help this show get into more ears of more great wrestling fans like yourself. I will be back next week. Just know that this show will always be up between Saturday and Sunday. It will stay on Sunday unless I specify otherwise. So make sure you are following these social media sites for Twitter and Instagram for the show so that you can be updated in case something like this happens again. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your continued and undying support. I really enjoyed doing this show. I hope you enjoyed me bringing it to you. And as always, this has been your Razman's reality check.